Welcome to the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara. I'm here to welcome you into the world of orgasmic living by hosting experts to discuss orgasmic topics such as nutrition, spirituality, personal development, sexuality, and much more. Here, we will offer lifestyle lessons that can help you lead a fulfilling, joyous, and orgasmic lifestyle. I'm your guide, Venus O'Hara. Welcome to the 29th episode of the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara. In this new moon episode, I'll be discussing psychics, future plans, and more. We'll be speaking to Colby Rebel, a psychic medium who has been voted Best Psychic of Los Angeles 2022. She'll also be giving me a reading. Wow, I'm so excited. Then I'll be discussing the book I'm reading now, which is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And finally, we'll be experiencing a guided meditation with affirmations for the future. But first, let's talk about my own experience with psychics and future plans. I must confess that I'm not someone who really thinks about distant future very much. I don't think about it to the point where I actually start making plans about it. I kind of tend to go with the flow in my life. But I think we all worry about the future to some degree and worry that we might might be lonely, we might be poor, things like that. And it kind of takes us away from the present moment. But I was watching a film the other day. I can't remember what it was called now. Is it Look the Other Way? It was kind of like a modern day sliding doors. And they were talking about five-year plans. And I was thinking, I've never in my life done a five-year plan. I think I'd like to kind of let myself be open to different things and kind of gone with the flow. And and I like to surprise myself. I like people and things and circumstances to surprise me. And yeah, everything has been, has flowed for me. But sometimes I think I might have benefited from a bit more structure or intention at some moments of my life. As you probably know, I practice sex magic. And that is the only thing that I do that kind of gets me into a future space is trying to manifest things in my near future using sexual energy and orgasmic energy. It's very important with sex magic not to do, not to try and manifest things that are too far in advance because many things can change from here to a year from now or two years or five years or 10 years. We just don't know. And the thing you might want to be manifesting, you might not want that because circumstances will inevitably change for most people, that is. Especially for me, I'm quite a a changing person anyway all the time. I mean, what I like now is very different to what I used to like five years ago or or 10 years ago. But I do like to have some kind of objectives about, let's say, the next six months or the next week, the next month, etc. But I do like to have a little space open to, to changing things. And I've actually manifested some amazing things over the last four to five years. And if you're interested in um, in actually connecting with me for some one-to-one magic mentoring, then let me know. Um, you can contact me on my website, venusohara.org. But let's talk a little bit about psychics. It's kind of exciting to go to a psychic and have tarot readings and palm readings and things like that. I'm very intrigued by this world. I don't really go with a plan or a kind of 
set of questions myself or even an area that I want to focus on. I know many people do, but for me, I like to let the person speak to me and kind of I'm, I'm, I'm open to learning about any topic of my life. And I find it quite exciting, but I think there's something inside us that seeks answers from other people and from external circumstances when oftentimes the, the, the answers can be inside of us or maybe it can be difficult to to sense them sometimes but it's very interesting and kind of very intriguing to go to a psychic I think it must be taken with caution not not to go too often and not to rely on that type of um, help um, although it can be very very therapeutic if you go to the right people of course I've been to psychic several times in my life. I remember the first time I was a teenager and there was a famous tarot reader in Manchester where I grew up and I can't remember how much it cost. It was like £10, which was a lot of money for me back then. And we could actually record it as well. And I, I've no rem- I don't remember anything about what the, uh, the reading was. But um, it was just kind of nice to be focused on me for about, I don't know, half an hour or something like that and have someone tell me what they saw in my cards. And and after that, um, I've always been attracted to that world. I have my own tarot deck now. It was actually given to me as a gift um, from another tarot reader several years ago when I was on TV. And at first I was a little bit intimidated by these cards because I kind of knew, I, I kind of learned how to do my own readings. And sometimes I would do a reading. I didn't quite like the cards that came up and I would try and redo it. Then the same cards would come up. I remember this happened to me um, on one occasion, maybe three times this, the moon card came up and I was like, I don't want that, I don't want that. And um, it just kept coming up. And, it, and I had this stack of, all this deck of cards on my shelf for many years. And now um, in the last few months I've been, doing a card of the day reading every morning and I find it quite quite exciting and it does seem that my day does kind of correspond to the card that I choose but that could be um, open to interpretation as if maybe I am you know influencing the, the, the events around me based on my expectations from the card so who knows really but there are some cards that I look forward to more than others for example there's one that, that's the tower which for many people can be the most dreaded card. It's a card of, you know, kind of destruction, things being knocked down. And um, I've had of that a few times over the last month or so. But what's interesting about that is on those days, I've had great things happen to me. For example, I've been on dates or I've been flirting with people or something that's kind of a bit unlike what what's typical for me. And that's the kind of destruction that I am welcoming and the kind of destruction of these old plans that are no longer serving me. And um, yeah, it's a lot of change going on in my life right now. And today the card was temperance. So I quite like that card about a high vibing, but trying to kind of stay grounded. So that's a nice card to have as well. Another card which has uh, been challenging for me, I've, I've had a few times, is the devil. Dun, dun, dun. And on those days, I've found that I've really been pushed to my limit. But I'm quite a calm person, so I've been able to deal with the challenges in a good way. Um, but it's kind of like, oh no, <laughs> when I see that card. Also, the death card is a card that some people dread, but that's just a card of, I always tend to be optimistic anyway and just see new beginnings. 
And I went to see a psychic healer last summer, actually. I went on a yoga retreat in the south of France. And I felt at the time I'd just broken up with someone. I felt that I did need some guidance, I suppose. And just after the pandemic, I felt so, so lonely, um, spending so much time alone, spending time with one guy who was a fantastic person, but um, he wasn't my future. So I kind of felt a little bit trapped in a way I don't know if trapped is the right word but in a relationship it was um, not going to be my future but I so needed him in my then present and yeah it did feel a little bit weird a little bit inauthentic but at the same time I didn't really know what else to do in these the circumstances of a pandemic um, but as soon as that that was over I kind of like we we separated and then I had to reconstruct my social life which had been on pause for a year and a half and I've really really been focusing on that um, but it's taken a while um, to get to the point where it is now which is really exciting now I'm going out nearly every night I have fantastic people around me people really, who really really inspire me but last summer I was still in a kind of like down phase and um, I went on a yoga retreat to try and find myself and it was a fantastic experience just being in the south of France which is an area I don't really discover I haven't discovered as much as I'd like to because it's not so far from here because I'm in Barcelona Spain um, as the as the bird flies, it's not very far, but to get there, it's a little bit more complicated on, on trains. I think I had to get three trains and a bus or something like that. Anyway, in this retreat, though, everyone in this village was talking about a certain um, psychic healer who was just everyone went to, and it was very difficult to get an appointment with her, and she was always spot on with her readings. And I thought, yeah, I fancy a bit of that. So I went to um, I went to her house, and we I was lucky to get an appointment with her. And as soon as I went in, I just felt this um, whole sensation of absolute calm and release, really. I just started crying, and um, and she had a very calming voice, and it was going to be an hour-long session, and um, I didn't really tell her much, but she told me a lot about myself, about my lineage, about my traumas, my future, and things like that. And I did find it to be quite a healing process and she told me that I was clairsentient which I do feel actually more and more and um, she told me that I needed to fix my back and then my clairvoyance in, in have, or how would I say skills I'm not sure if that's the right word will kind of kick into place and now I'm, I've been um, doing lots of acupuncture so my um, I had this issue with my hip uh, sacroiliac joint pain for a long time but now it's all fine thanks to um acupuncture but I feel I'm on a kind of spiritual upward spiral continuously growing and evolving and and my intuition is just getting better and better and I can kind of see things in people around me in, in of their future I don't really like um I can't really predict people's futures but I can kind of sense certain things around me and it's getting it gets clearer and clearer all the time and also things that concern other people in my life and and it's kind of, um, yeah, I just feel quite in tune would be the best way to describe it. And and also she said some things about my, about my love life that has been um, evolving quite slowly. I do think every, there is an order to things. I mean, first and foremost, I was focusing on social life and friendships, which has been the case over the last year. And just recently I'm getting back into dating, which is just amazing. And I've been attracting lots of conscious men into my life which is fantastic even though I'm not really quite ready to meet a serious partner right now but I'm really enjoying 
masculine energy in my space and having dates and great conversations and just enjoying masculine, the, the divine masculine. And yeah, and then she also told me to kind of connect more with the divine feminine because um, I guess I've been in a very masculine space for a lot of my life. I've been um, a doer, a kind of very independent woman, which is fantastic, of course. But ever since then, it just seemed to make sense to me to try and be in a more flow state and try and make more of an effort with the feminine appearance. I've been wearing dresses more. Um, yeah, just paying attention to to that side of me. And I've also been attracting more females into my life. And it's interesting that the females I'm attracting are alpha women who wear jewellery and dresses, which is kind of cool, really, because we have a perception maybe of the females being not um, very alpha or not all, but I'm, I'm, I'm meeting lots of very successful women who are hyper, really, really feminine at the same time. So that really inspires me to kind of to see a strong female um, role models that are that are very feminine as well is very it's very inspiring to me. So um, and I'm very excited about uh, the reading I will receive from Colby Rebel today because it's so exciting um, to speak to someone who's also a psychic medium and an, um, an award-winning psychic medium and and I'm excited to see what she sees in my future and I'm going to be sharing it all with you today so let's see how it goes. Did you know that you can use your sexual energy to manifest the life of your dreams? It's called sex magic. I've been practicing sex magic for almost five years and it's changed my life. If you're interested in one-to-one -one magic mentoring with me, visit my website venusohara.org to find out more. Now it's time for this episode's interview. I'm going to be speaking with Colby Rebel, who is a psychic medium, spiritual teacher and author. Okay, Colby, welcome to the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you so much for taking part in this interview today. I've been really looking forward to speaking with you. Uh, thank you, Venus. It's so good to, to meet you in person here, or virtually anyway. So <laughs> thank you so much for having me. So tell us a bit about what you do. You have the gift of communicating with the spirit world. What does that mean exactly? You're a psychic and a medium. So for me, as a psychic and a medium, it is the ability to have soul communication. So whether that's soul communication for someone in the physical realm or soul communication for someone on the other side, I have the ability to speak to them. So as a psychic, I have the ability to connect to someone in the living, to go into your life, what's going on, what are your deepest thoughts, feelings, what's what are you going through at the moment? What is something about your life purpose? What's coming in for you? What's in the future? So it's really that ability for my soul to talk to your soul. And then for medium, mediumistically, that's my ability for my soul to connect to and speak to the soul of someone on the other side to really share what they're like, maybe things they enjoy, perhaps anything that was left unsaid, a message they want to bring forward. So it's really this uh, beautiful combination of being a communicator all around. So can you have a psychic reading without con contacting spirits then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Mm. Yes. So some people say, oh, it's my guides talking to your guide. But 
you know, I don't, I don't work that way. It's literally my soul talking to your soul. So tell us a bit about your journey. When did you discover this gift and how has it been for you? Because it's only been quite recently that you have been doing this full time. Is that correct? So what's really crazy about it is I've had this gift or the awareness of the gift since I was four years old as a small child. But I, I just thought, or we all thought everybody did it. Uh, we certainly didn't think there was anything special about it. So I went through my life. I was a professional wrestler. I was an accountant <laughs> for many years. Um, and about 10 years ago, that calling became overwhelming. It became such a pull that really everything else in my life faded away until I listened to this and honored it. So I've been doing this professionally for about 10 years now. So does it feel like having a really strong sense of intuition? It goes beyond intuition because we all have intuition and that's our fight or flight. It, it may be that kind of flash of insight that we get, that little nudge that we may feel. So that's our intuition and we all get that. And maybe some of us are learning to listen to it more, but we all have that. Psychic is really taking it beyond that where you may have that nudge, but you'll know the next steps after, or you'll know why you're getting the nudge, or you're able to kind of put it together to create a stronger stream of thought and action. I'm really intrigued about your book called Leap of Faith, How to Build Your Business. I read some of the description. It was about not being too, I think, airy-fairy, you said, yeah. and being more grounded. I think this is a big thing in spirituality and business, isn't it? And money especially. People don't want to put the two together or on one side people don't want to charge for their gifts and then on the terrible side people are kind of like um, taking, taking advantage of vulnerable people yes. so how do you find yes. these two these two worlds of let's the say balance mm. so for me um the reason i kind of talk about the airy fairy is because i'm not airy fairy i'm from new jersey uh it, it's just kind of straight shooter that's just how i grew up that's my personality giving it to you direct and as I first entered into this spiritual uh, community, at that time, it was so much that everybody had to be airy-fairy if you were light and fluffy. And so I really didn't fit in. It, it was almost as if some people were trying to project that I wasn't spiritual simply because I wasn't chanting or wasn't wearing my goddess gown or whatever the case may be. And so for me, I wanted to show people, no, spirit chooses you for who you are. You, you don't have to fit into this mold that other light workers are telling you you need to fit in. And so that's really what it's about. Now there is a business savvy. If you are going to do this professionally, there has to be a business savvy to it. And when we serve, what, you know, you're using the right side of your brain. You're using the creative side to make those connections, whether it's your intuition, psychic, mediumship, you're tapping in. So it's the complete opposite of your business side. So I just find that whether you're an artist, a singer, a writer, a creator, for the most part, being, having that business savvy may not be as natural unless you just are able to use both sides of your brain. So I try to help people 
teach them to say, okay, for the business side, let's use a little bit of that left side to really help you build so that you have that confidence to know that you can be successful, that you can you can live your life doing something that you're passionate about and that you want to do. But I'm also a huge believer that I believe that uh, in order to have longevity, there has to be this passion for being of service. If you don't have that passion for being of service, I think it's going to be very difficult to have longevity because there has to be an authenticity and, and integrity around the practice of, of what we do. And also it's an energy exchange because it takes a lot to actually get so connected to another person, I, I can imagine. Yes, yes, absolutely. It sure does, yes. And I'm, I've, I've had a very fun job as well and I've, um, I've met people over the years who think it's more authentic to work for free. You know what I mean? What do you think yeah. about it? I'm not sure that happens in your business as well. What do you think? Well, I think with anything... Any business or strong business, you know, there's a portion of what they do that is donated towards charity, right? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we can absolutely allocate some of our time and gift uh, to those who, who aren't in a situation to afford it. Now, the way I do that is to be of service. So, for instance, whether that's being of service at a spiritual church and offering of doing a demonstration and volunteering for a few free readings, or I have my own podcast, The Colby Rebel Show. So every Thursday night or most Thursday nights, you know, I'm taking callers randomly and giving them these free short mini readings. So that's my giving back to the community. That doesn't mean that I have to uh, struggle in order to do what I love. I, I think that is that mentality, right? The artist struggles, right? And, and it's what we tell people, but that's simply a mindset. And and I don't believe that we should be guilted into working for free, no matter what it is we do. So you're still giving people readings before you do this full time? Were you giving people readings? Or did you just have... Oh, yeah. So I started out... Right. But I, at, I mean, at first, I didn't even realize they were reading. Back, <laughs> back in college, and, I mean, now I realize they were readings. But at the time, I just thought, oh, I was just talking to them and sharing things. <laughs> you know, now, obviously, I work a little bit more responsibly because I'm aware of, like, wait a second, you can't just go up to someone and give them a, a reading without their consent. Um, we mm. can't impose what we do. And so even if I'm out and about, because there are times that spirit's going to knock on that door. And in, in that experience, I still will always ask someone for permission if it's okay, if I connect uh, for them or that I'm receiving something or they open to hearing it and it's not, it's okay. Do you find that some people are more easier to read than others? I believe so. Um, only because if someone chooses to be very closed off, then I don't have permission. So mm -hmm. if they're, even if they say yes, sure, but yet they're closed off, their soul is closed off, then I don't have permission. So you need that permission in order to have that communication. So what about... So it really, it, it is yes means yes and no means no. Mm-hmm. And how do you find the difference in, um, let's say, online readings compared to in-person? Do you find much difference in terms of how to connect with the person you're reading? 
No, and that's been really, since the pandemic, one of the biggest questions, right? Because so many, so many clients have moved remotely, whether that's Zoom, phone, or in-person. The in-person experience is nice only because you have that physical experience that you're in the, the, the physical realm, uh, very close proximity to one another. And some people just like to feel that energy. But as far as the reading or the connection, no, the Zoom is just as uh, effective because it really is that soul, right? It, it's that soul to soul connection. So have you have you met, let's say, so it's pretty speaking, or any t- uh, interesting spirits over the years that had personalities that are quite memorable? Any? Yeah, there's been quite a, a few experiences that I've had that I felt just so, just in awe of the spirit world and, and how it works. Um, I mean, one particular instance was uh, I had a reading with a woman and it was her brother that came in and just as the reading progressed and speaking to him, I realized that he had taken the lives of his own two children and then taken his own life. So it was very, very tragic. And and he had such remorse and sorry and was just trying to explain what he had been going through. And so that was very interesting because I think that a lot of people may have judgment towards him, right? A lot of people, I don't know if they would have been non-judgmental, but in order to do this, you have to be so non-judgmental when you're connecting to spirit. And I could completely understand what he had been going through. It doesn't justify what happened, but it certainly gives us empathy to go, wow, someone could really be in pain and in that moment think something's right and really to understand that maybe it isn't. So there is that. There was once, when I first started, before I was really doing it professionally, there was one experience where I was living in my town home and I kept hearing my neighbor, and I didn't know him too well. His name was Randy, about 55, I think, and I didn't know him too well. Um, I didn't talk to him very much. But all I kept hearing was, go get Randy, he's dying, he's dying. So long story short, I tried to go over there and I couldn't get in. So I called 911. I just decided to call. I mean, looking back, to me, it's so crazy. But in that moment, it seemed to make sense, right? Because I'm just listening to this lady speak. And um, so anyhow, the police officers come and they said we can break the door, but I saw a little window open. I said, can we just go through the window? So they lift me up to put me through this window because they couldn't fit. And sure enough, I walk around and I get into the living room and there he was in his recliner, eyes are open and he has just passed away. And I could just hear the lady who was his mother, who I did know his mother say, thank you, my boy is not alone now. And she just didn't, because he lived alone, she just didn't want him to be there all by himself, passed away. She wanted him to be found. It was so crazy. And I don't have it right here, but um, we came in and as volunteers helped to kind of clean out that, that townhome. And I came across this little kind of coin and I knew it was for me 
and it was a cutout of an angel with wings. And it's oh, just wow. like this coil. And it says an angel on my shoulder. And I was like, I know that was for me. And so I still have it to this day. Wow. Is this, has it has ever been scary for you over the years, this gift? No, never scary. Never scary because they don't make me feel like it's scary. They make me feel like I'm always safe and I'm always taken care of. And that this is all just about helping and healing. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Let me find another. So do you have any, um, any advice for people who think they might be psychic about oh. how to start a business in this? Yes. Develop, 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 practice. I, I'm very much in a way a perfectionist. I, I believe even if our gift is natural and we can do it, um, we can absolutely develop it to hone it, to make it stronger. And I believe that we can also strengthen our business skills to just help us create something that is rewarding and energetically imbalanced and financially successful so that you're getting, you're getting everything that is rewarding and you're also putting in the work to give your client the best possible experience that you can. So do you say like to do lots of like kind of free readings maybe perhaps or just to try and practice the tools or would that be something? Well, I feel that people, I definitely feel like taking classes with reputable teachers. Find reputable because, you know, in this day and age, everyone is kind of just teaching. Everyone is throw, offering a workshop and there's a lot of people holding circles, development circles, but yet... You know, I can just see that they don't have the experience. I mean, if you're going to teach, it's a whole other understanding and it's a whole other level to, to really teach so that you can help someone grow and prosper and, and tune in and do it safely. And, and so I feel like just find someone who's reputable and someone you respect to learn from them. And especially as a business, right? And rather than just take any business, find someone who is successful, who's doing it. And yeah, they may be a little bit more expensive, but there's probably a reason, you know, they've, they've worked really hard and they have studied hard. But I feel that when we do that and we, we are able to study and learn, it helps you build your confidence. It helps you get practice. Then eventually you'll be able to maybe do volunteer readings outside of it. And you'll be able to, really get that that experience that way as you progress and then you can slowly begin to charge as, as you feel comfortable doing so are there any tools that you use such as tarot cards crystal balls or anything like that no and, and i don't use any because mm. i'm a big believer we don't need them now yeah. i have some you know i have some cards and all that sometimes maybe for fun or if I have a friend mm -hmm. over, or maybe if I'm doing an exercise in, in a workshop or a class, just to mix it up, more to mix it up than anything. But regardless, if you're doing psychometry, you're using tarot, oracle, angel cards, crystal, whatever you're using, at the end of the day, you know, you don't really need those. If you're really having that communication and that pure communication, then it's gonna flow for you. So I really teach my students to trust what they're getting. And if you wanna use cards after you already know how to do it, 
without any tools, then that's fine. But they're more for, you know, maybe validation or for fun. But I, I don't believe that we need those in order to connect or to communicate. So how has this gift helped you in your life? Oh, well, I think it can help and be a hindrance at okay. times. <laughs> um, you know, I definitely know that it helps me know who to trust or what direction to go into or when a decision feels right. It helps me to know uh, if I'm on the right path or if it's, it, but it also continuously challenges me. Continuously, I'm being challenged and um, and I understand that, and and it forces you to work on your own stuff, right? If, if whatever is left from a past life, this life, past experience, whatever it is, you, you will constantly be forced to purge what no longer serves your highest good in order to help someone else. You have to be vulnerable and open to do your own deep work before you can help someone else. So there's a lot to it. Um, there are times too where it, it's really helped me avoid, I believe, a dangerous situation that sometimes we can find ourselves in, but having that intuition and learning when to trust it, I think is really imperative for us uh, in our soul growth. And um, are there any, any things that you don't tell someone in a reading? Where are the boundaries? Are there things you will not communicate that you well, might see? Me, yeah, well, there's a difference. If I see it, I give it. Okay. Um, so I think we have a duty to give what you see, but to also make sure that we are being positive or as positive as we can be under the circumstances. I don't think it's our... I don't feel that we have a right to squash someone's hope. Okay. Uh, I don't feel like we, we, that's not fair because someone always has free will to do something they can to try to change the outcome. And so it's not up to us to go, no. Now, at the end of the day, if I'm getting something, I, I will share it. Um, I don't feel like it's, I don't go into telling you when you're going to die or if you're getting into this accident. Like, how is that going to help you? Mm -hmm. If I say, oh my goodness, I'm, and I've heard people do this and I find it to be so destructive because are they really getting it or are they being sensational or are they being kind of creating fear? But, you know, oh, I see in a year from now, you're going to get in a really bad car accident. Be careful driving. Now, the recipient is going to, they, they're absolutely going to worry. That's all they're going to think about. And somewhere, some way, they're going to figure out how to manifest that, right? They, their energy will, just, just through fear. And so I think it's important. I'm not afraid of death if someone, if there are people who are terminal, who have gotten a reading from me. They know that they're dying. And so this isn't about when you're dying, but this is about talking about, is there anything your soul needs to know to help you be at peace, you know? And, and for some people, they didn't get to everything they wanted to do and to just find calm and peace in that or how to connect and continue that communication after they're gone or is their family gonna be okay? Regardless of what it is, is you know, I've had quite a few clients and, What's incredible, and something was more recent. There was one client, 
uh, a few years ago, and there was one more recently. I'm trying to remember who it was, but one client a few years ago, she had gotten a few readings from me over time, and and we knew she she was coming to to an end, and she wasn't very old, and but unbeknownst to me, she had told her family members that when she passes for them to come to me, I would be able to communicate with her. And I didn't know it. So when one of them had a session, I mean, it was unbelievable, the session and the healing and what came through. And, uh, and then, and it was interesting because he's like, you know, this was my sister who told me only you could communicate. And more recently, I had the same experience with uh, someone else. And to me, I think what an honor. If you think about, I mean, think about that Venus, right? Think about someone is on the, on the, the physical deathbed, right? They're on that physical deathbed and they're saying, look, this is the one thing I have. One of my dying wishes, one thing I, is, go talk to Colby, go see Colby, like to trust in me, to trust. It, it, I, I, it just gives me goosebumps. It's like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful stuff. And so that's why I think we have to have a lot of integrity around what we do and not to forget, not to forget the importance of what we're doing. Absolutely. So when someone goes, let's say for a psychic reading, how often do you think is the recommended or what, what, how long do you think it lasts for and how often should be people be having readings if, um, if they want to have readings? I think it really depends. I feel like you'll get that nudge when it's uh-huh. time. So I may have someone come once a year for their check-in, maybe <laughs> six months for a check-in. Uh, it could be two or three. It just depends. I have someone, if they're going through something at the moment, they may come a little bit more frequently because in a way for them, it's a little bit kind of like an accountability coach or a life just to kind of help them move through an experience that they may be going through. Uh, and then once they're through it, then yeah, they just go on their way. It just depends. Um, so I feel like it's lit for, for someone to listen to themselves. Or are they feeling they need it? I encourage people always to make their own decisions. I don't make decisions for someone in a reading. I will tell you what I'm seeing, what I'm getting, what I'm feeling. Uh, and if there's a decision to make, I will help you say, okay, there's this path and this path. This is what this one looks like. This is what this one looks like. These are your options. I encourage you, but I don't make the decision. And we can't do that. I can't go around creating divorces, babies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, changing someone's life course. I think we, all we can do is empower someone the best of our ability for what we're seeing. And getting someone to trust their own decision-making is really important. Because if you don't learn how to trust your own decision-making, you're only, I'm going to be a crutch, right? You're, you're always going to need me. And although some light workers think that's okay, I, I don't think that that's okay. I want to empower you to, to be able to trust what you're getting and receiving. I'm here to help to help you see it. I love your book, by the way. I'm I'm using it every morning. Oh, isn't it fun? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Because yeah. I was yeah. gonna I was gonna do it in order, but then I thought if I read the the, the page on the left, I'll see the one on the right. You know, I didn't want to do it yeah. like that. So now I'm just doing it random. It's yeah, really what's cool. The message today, the message today was about the soul assignment. Oh, I love it. That's <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. 
it is for you. Um, ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, this is really interesting. <laughs> Narcissists love to play mind games. They think they're smarter than you. They'll manipulate any situation in order to make their viewpoint the right ones. Many times a narcissist will try their best to make you feel guilty. It's important for you to stand your ground and own your truth in these confrontational encounters. Wow. So it's kind of like really, that's really interesting, isn't it? So we may have some, we may have some experiences, uh, past or present as a reminder, Hey, we don't go backwards. Let's stand our ground for for who we are today, huh? Yeah, definitely. I've been um, I've been upgrading my friend circles, and I've been realizing yeah. that I um, have not had enough self love. I've been yes. I've been an overgiver, and yes. and and sometimes I'm kind of like getting out of those patterns now. But I had a couple of dreams about a friend. I have a dream journal as well because it's just mm-hmm. I had this dreams like with intuition was telling me this girl is a bit of a user, even though she's not really done anything. And the, the, the message yesterday was like, when you know, you know, <laughs> from your yes, book. I can't remember yes. which one. So I'm just thinking, oh, yeah. I think I, I, had a, I went to a psychic healer last year and um, she was telling me that I was clairsentient. And I could, so it was like, I'm, I feel like I'm really getting more and more connected to my own intuition about people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one thing, just to go back to that with that person, you feel that the feeling you have, and that's what we have to trust, right? Because most people will take their mind and dismiss it. No, that's just you. You're being paranoid. You have to give her a chance. Look, you know, you're being me. Come on. And this is the part where we have to trust, trust that underlying current that we are, we are tapping into. Fantastic. So should we start my reading yes, now? Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah, what's interesting is one of the things I had first gotten was actually all about that self-love and that it's time for you. So as I kind of go into it, uh, Venus, I really really just feel that there is a separation happening. And I believe there's a separation uh, from your old self to your new self. And I feel like the new self is really stepping into your personal power. So it's almost like I see it before where it had been different parts of you and you almost compartmentalize them, right? And now I feel that they're all kind of coming together and you're shedding some of that insecurity that you may have had and shedding some of that wanting to be liked or needing needing the, those people to make you feel connected. But I feel like you're starting to trust your own connection so strongly that it's really raising your vibration and shifting your vibration. So it's becoming more more clear for you, a very pure connection that I'm seeing. So, I mean, without a doubt, I want you to really work on your intuition and your psychic because I believe that you're absolutely psychic. I think you're just not understanding yet kind of what does that mean for you, but you're gonna start to see that you're linking things together and it's going to work. But I feel like business-wise, I just feel like you you are going to be such a creator. And I see a book for you. So I don't know if you've started to write this book or been thinking about a book, but I keep seeing you write a book. And I feel like the book is all about the embodiment of empowerment. So it really is about coming together to really accept ourselves fully, accept ourselves as 
a being, so to speak, and, and a powerful person. And I feel like that's going to that's going to help you move forward and being able to speak about it, talk about it, and really get you to um, also travel. So I feel like the travel is going to be coming in more for you, but more on these speaking engagements. I feel like you're going to be doing talks or workshops. So is that something you've thought about, Venus, or something that's been on the back of your mind? Absolutely, because I've been a content creator for 13 years, but I'm British, I live in Spain. So at first I was kind of more focused on doing stuff in Spanish in Spain. Um, and then I was doing stuff in English now, but I didn't really know which direction to go in because I've got so many different right. interests. I started writing a book. Um, I have, I've already published books here in Spain, but, okay. but I want to write something bigger. And I started writing a book called No Filter, which is literally I woke up every morning and started writing how I felt and, and things that were inspiring me. I've written 69 pages. I want to get to 100, but I'm not quite ready to, to finish it yet. And I also... I'm on a journey about, I'm starting to make more lifestyle content because I have really interesting yeah. lifestyles, very healthy, and, and and I think I have a lot of self-love and I want to share this side of me uh, a bit well, more. Well, I, I, mm. I also, can I go into romance if you don't oh, mind? Oh, please, everything, anything, okay. bring it on. Okay, okay. I keep feeling, so I feel that you're single. Would I be correct? Because yes, yeah. Not? Okay, because I, I see this crazy passionate love affair coming in it's so I just feel like it's with a person that I feel that is very strong it's almost like they need to be strong in order to handle your strength right I just feel like and I see them I see it if I if I see it being very passionate I see it being very sexual but in a beautiful way where it's sexual like and passionate with words and connecting and bonding and it literally could be this beautiful experience where you're just holding one another and yet it's powerful and magnetic and there is this strong pull um to the mountains to water to just to the outdoors with this person as well so i feel that um i just feel that this is coming in and i feel like this is coming in um, in the next year, uh, in the next year, uh, um, it might even be sooner than a year because I just feel like you're, it's almost like, and I hate to be, see, this is where I kind of hate to be so airy fairy or whatever, but it's almost like the lotus, your, your little lotus is opening and blossoming. Like it's almost like you are letting your own, um, you're owning your femininity and power. You're owning it like you've never owned it before. And I feel like that's opening it up where I feel like that just pulls this person in. And I feel like it's gonna be a very, very magnetic, magnetic connection. And I feel like it's going to be um, very, just very powerful, very strong and very inspirational. And I, I feel like you're gonna be with, this is your person. This, you're gonna to create together. I feel like they're going to want to create with you. Yeah, because I've, I've been doing this massive journey myself. I mean, and the self-love is something that's affected my relationships. I've been very lost for many years about not knowing yeah. what I wanted. And I've been maybe an avoidant attachment, um, have an avoidant attachment style. But I feel now that I'm overcoming that and the, the kind of guy I want to attract is become oh. is becoming more apparent to me because I'm... Can I tell you what I see? Yeah. <laughs> 
to me, he takes care of himself as well. Um, but he's very, I can't, he's very, um, he's such a sexual being. Like I can't, that word just keeps coming in, which, and I mean that because it's like, he's in touch. He's in touch with who he is. It's a little bit like a, um, he's a little, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Almost like a little bit still of a caveman. There's a little bit of that ugh to him. And, and I just see him having dark hair. I feel like he's got dark hair. And I just feel like when he holds you, he holds you. There's a strength to him. You can lean on him. There's just, the bodies are going to be so, the souls are going to be so connected. Um, you're going to do something with this breathing journey with him. Maybe you go on a breathing journey and that's how you meet him. I can't quite figure it out. But there's definitely this kind of ebb and flow, yin and yang. It's, you, I can't wait till you have it so that you can go Kobe. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been doing uh, this thing called sex magic for several years. And, okay. and it's been working really well for me. But um, ever since I had a spiritual awakening my understanding and, and um, expression of sexuality has changed a lot. And, and I, I just, I gave, I gave uh, workshops about sex magic and I, I just feel that the kind of guy who's on Tinder and having serial sex and, and watching loads of porn is not the kind of guy I want. I want a guy who knows that this is not the way, you know, who yeah. understands, because I'm, I'm more into spiritual, I'm, I'm not like an airy fairy tantric person, but I'm more into that side of things. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yeah, that it's going to be very much, it's going to be very much like that. So even when I do this, there's so much energy. So you're going to see, and with even out touching each other, energetically, you're going to be able to push and he's going to feel, it's going to be very much this. So there is going to be a lot of energy work together without touching. There's going to be a lot of breathing work. Um, I feel like you're going to teach workshops together. Um, and, and then of course there's going to be that magic element that you've already experienced and talked about with it as well. So it's, I feel like he's going to have some tattoos too. I'm just oh. feeling <laughs> like there's some, something about a tattoo. Oh, wow. So do you think yeah. it's someone I'm going to meet through work or someone I know already or? I don't, I don't feel you, you know him already. I do feel like it's about you meet him through living. It's through you out getting out and living your being more outdoors and going into into the finding like retreats or workshops, like going on to these experiences, your day to day. It's just being more aware and I feel like he just comes in naturally that way. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be, it's going to be very magical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah gonna be I, I feel like you're just gonna be in this really beautiful committed relationship mm, so I've yeah. been holding off any anything else you can see uh, I just feel like financially I feel like financially things are going to come into play for you uh, just start really noticing the the number 22 I feel like you get the number 22 um, you're going to get the number 22 a lot. And that's just showing you you're in alignment, that your team is around you. Your team, like, yes, you're on, on point, stay with it. So just keep noticing the 22 that will be coming in for you. Okay. So do you think I'm on, I'm actually, I'm creating, I've been through a lot of changes, um, professionally this year. 
and I'm starting to create some kind of let's talk um, sessions through Zoom so I can talk about magic or even sex toy consulting. So I've been a designer and, and yeah. or veganize your life or there's all these different interests. So I'm going to start trying to, trying to monetize my platform already because yeah. I really want passive income and I want kind of more and I'm going to design a course for sex magic. So I yeah. want to kind of like have more things on my own platform that can elevate me yeah. rather than... I feel like the sex magic is really, there's something very special about it. And it is interesting because of the intuition and this psychic faculty that I feel like is blossoming. It's going to transcend a little bit. I feel like it is going to to change a little bit, but I feel like it is going to be so popular if you really put yourself into it and develop it and put it out there you know, really get it kind of quote unquote marketed. But I do feel like it's something that could be so universal and so connective. And I feel like it's very, very needed. And it's almost like, I don't know what it's about uh, because I haven't seen it, but I feel like I want to talk about it in parts where part is, you know, the sexuality and sex magic of oneself, us and our connection now with a partner as well and the different stages of partnership and how do we kind of connect all of it so i i feel like there's actually different levels of it that you're going to be able to teach like almost the beginner the intermediate the you know we've been in this a long time how do we research how do we reinvent how do we you know kind of peel away so i feel like there's actually going to be levels to it yeah up till now my practice is a solo practice so it's something that I only teach as a solo thing, you know. It's not something I uh-huh. teach for couples or like practice as a as part of a couple. Oh, you're gonna see it's gonna mm. end up being. I feel like yes, it may be solo and people, but I feel like you're you're absolutely gonna get to couples and groups teaching it as a group as well. Oh, perfect. Yes. So, did you enjoy that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited because I'm kind of like working on a lot of changes right now and I can feel myself a lot of kind of intuition about what's right and what's not, you know, and um, uh-huh. yeah, because I lost one of my biggest clients at the beginning of the year and I, it just kind of like made me feel very, very unsettled because I was right. yeah. I, I was in the right. comfort zone for, for the last two or three years. I was earning a lot, not not working much and I was very comfortable and yeah. and then that was kind of lost and now I feel that I went to do a retreat and I did, I did some forest breathing, uh, bathing about two weeks ago and we all had to like find a tree to connect with us and, and the message that I received was you weren't going to reach your potential in that other situation right. so now I can you know and I, I'm kind of comfortable now so I'm trying to like think about what do I really want to do and I'm, I'm just making the steps to, to make it all happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and one thing too, is spirit will do that. I'll tell you a quick little story to just validate the tree because it's it's unbelievable how powerful trees are. So I was renting this home before I had a, 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 a commercial space for my business. I rented a home and it had a back studio and I was teaching and working. And there was this beautiful tree in the backyard. It was like 100 years old. And there was this storm here. I mean, it's LA, we don't get crazy storms, but this storm knocked this huge tree over and it was so sad for me. Not too long after that, I went to Miami for work. It was like two in the morning. I go to open up the front door and I hear from spirit, this is not your home anymore. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. Oh no, no. And I was like, I, I am not going anywhere till I know why. 
And two days later, I woke up to the message because you cannot grow here anymore. Oh. And so that tree, that growing, it is when, when it's time to expand, the universe and spirit, they will remove what keeps us complacent, what keeps us anchored in the place we are no longer supposed to be residing. Absolutely. Yeah, I understand that. Because even though it's very, it hurt, you take things personal, but then you realize yes. that you were never going to do all these wonderful things if you were comfortable, you know? Exactly. So it's mm. just new beginnings for you. But I feel like also because it kept you safe, I'm not so sure you were going to meet your person. But because you have to take chances and grow because of now what's coming in, I feel like that's when this relationship comes in. Oh, exciting. Well, I'll let you know how yes. it goes. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yes. A couple of very quick questions. Uh, what's the book that changed your life? The book that changed, you know, honestly, and it might sound a little, there's, there's two. One is, so you want to be a medium. I thought that oh. was a really good book because I could read that. It's by Rose. Um, and it might be McMillan, I might have the last name, but it, her first name is Rose or something with Rose. So you want to be a medium just because when I read that book, I really was like, oh yeah, that I could connect and honest and understood everything. I was already going through it. One of my other favorite books is called The One Thing. Now that's more of a practical book, but I just found it to be so incredibly powerful and healing. Like, in a way, how I organize my day, how do I move my business forward, how do I organize my thoughts, and I found that to be very, very strong as well. Um, and the Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins is also a favorite of mine. Oh, that's great. There's a great selection. I've heard about those. Uh, the one thing. Yes, yeah, it's very mm -hmm. good. I, I love it. So absolutely. You can recommend any book for me like, as part of my journey. I feel like as part of your journey, have you read The Untethered Soul? No, but I'll write it down. Okay. Okay. Okay, I've heard the, uh, the title before. Yeah, I feel like you might really enjoy that, and it really is about uh, freedom. And so I feel like that, that might work. That might be nice for you. Oh, perfect. So, yes. so what phrase or affirmation do you live by? Do you have a special affirmation or a quote or a philosophy? You know, I, I kind of do because I did, um, when I very first started this 10 years ago, I, I came across this uh, phrase and I believe it was from Walt Whitman. Um, I may be wrong, so uh, please forgive me if I am. Um, but it is, but it, I had it ingrained in a rock and I still have that rock in a restroom for all my clients and students to see. And it says, um, do what makes you most afraid. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and I found that to be very, uh, uh, powerful. Do what makes you most afraid. So does being a psychic make you afraid? Uh, not being a psychic to this day, it did initially, right? Like, mm. are you kidding? Like, I'm moving out of the safety and the comfort and, you know, I've got this cushy cush job. I have vacation pay, sick pay. Um, I ran it. I could have been a partner, I'm sure, at some point. Giving all of that up to, like, now 
dude, this was crazy to me, but I would never, ever change it because I've never felt more free and I've had the most beautiful, beautiful, wonderful and abundant, abundant life. And I would have never lived the, the way I was supposed to if I had stayed in that. And so each and every day I put myself out there. What makes me afraid? Let's try something new, putting yourself out there, going for it. And I encourage everyone to do what makes you most afraid. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yes, yes. So where can people find you? So the website is colbyrebel.com. You can find me there. I have classes there. You can book a session there. There's the Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Psychic Rebel, Colby Rebel. You can just find me there. So you guys can look for me. Always just make sure you find the right profile, right? There's so many imposters out there, but... Uh, you'll be able to see that it's the the right one. And also, just Venus, for any one of your listeners, if they do book a a session, tell them to use the code, all capitals, VENUS10. That will give them 10% off just just for them being loyal listeners of yours. Oh, fantastic. Let's hope lots of people go there. Yes. (laughs) And also, you have your own podcast. Yes, the Colby Rebel Show. And we do it Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And Sometimes I have a guest on or a lot of times I do a date night because uh, we just tap in and do readings, whether they're psychic or mediumship. And we really have a lot of fun. I have the most amazing listeners. They're they're so sweet and special and kind. And uh, so, yes, everyone's more than welcome. It's on Facebook or you can it's on all the all the platforms, the Apple, iTunes, all of that. So, um, yeah, you can absolutely find it there as well. Perfect. So thank you so much for joining us today on the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast. It's definitely been a pleasure. I really, it's been such a pleasure, Venus, and, and thank you so very, very much. And, and uh, have, a beautiful, have a beautiful day. The book I'm reading now is The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom by Don Miguel Ruiz. This is a very small, cute book, and this has been on my to buy list for a very long time on Amazon. It's actually a lot smaller than I thought. And I was talking to a friend the other day and he told me that I really should read this book. And I thought, you know what, now is the time because I'm going to be going on a little trip in a couple of days and um, I think this is going to be the perfect companion for my travels. And the four agreements, I'm going to go over what those four agreements are. I haven't started reading the book yet, but I have um, read what the actual four agreements are, and I'm going to read it to you. So the first agreement is, be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. I think it's fantastic to, um, that's fantastic advice, and we should never talk badly about ourselves. I was watching a video the other day with some spiritual leaders and they talked about sarcasm about how we shouldn't use it as it's kind of like it's a kind of negative um especially when we speak about ourselves we try to be funny but it's kind of quite negative really it's saying that i'm not worthy or i can't remember exactly how they they uh, they phrased it but it did make me rethink how i speak about myself and also gossip about others I, it's always a red flag for me when i hear other people gossip about third parties. I just think they're probably doing the same with me when I'm not here. I think it's really something we um, we should be 
careful of and um, I think when we speak of other people if we have a problem with them it's okay to express that but we also have to kind of acknowledge our our part in it as well I recently met a couple of guys who were just um, really bitching about their exes and it just for me it was a real red flag because I think we all have to we can all deal with difficult people in our lives but I think we have to be um, aware or conscious about our role in in toxic relationships or what we brought to the table or what someone else would say about us like it's not always someone else's fault I think there has to be some responsibility somewhere and and also if you if someone's upset you I think it, your, the focus should be on talking about how you feel rather than criticizing someone else's actions or words and and also there's an expression that I really love that is small minds talk about people mediocre minds talk about events and great minds talk about ideas and that really is fantastic I went for a dinner with last night with someone who was just on a really high vibe and there's no way there was no gossip it was all ideas 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 and it's just fascinating and stimulating to have conversations with people who were on that level as well and the second uh, agreement is don't take anything personally Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. That's interesting. When I've had um, people around me who are in bad moods for whatever and I can see them projecting, for me it's kind of like I take a step back and not try and get into some ego argument with them. I think it's... um, I think it's very healthy to see that as well and see how people, when they are negative, it's just their own thing. It's not about you. So that's a very good piece of advice. And the third one is don't make assumptions. I think this is a fantastic piece of advice. And I'm going to read a little uh, blurb what it says here. Find the courage to ask questions questions and express and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. I think this is fantastic advice. Don't make assumptions because we always make assumptions, let's say, in the world of texting and WhatsApp. When we met, we message someone or we email someone, we make these assumptions about how they're going to reply or how they're going to reply or why they haven't replied. I think this happens a lot. And I always think it's best to give people the benefit of the doubt. I know that when I've been very busy and people have made assumptions about me being in a bad mood with someone because I haven't written back within 10 minutes, I just think, come on, give me the benefit of the doubt, please. And I think we are, um, you know, inundated with messages on several platforms. It's a bit difficult to pay attention to everything and everyone in our lives but we should never assume what other someone else is is um what their thought patterns behind their actions are always give the benefit of the doubt and last but not least the fourth agreement always do your best your best is going to change from moment to moment it will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick under any circumstance simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment self-abuse and regret fantastic piece of advice i think we should always do our best and yeah i'm trying to trying to do my best in this podcast episode today so i hope you um i hope you appreciate it <laughs> anyway that is the book i'm reading now which is the four agreements by don miguel ruiz and i still haven't started it but i am very intrigued to see how i'm going to apply all of this to my life 
Now it's time to slow things down as we prepare for this episode's guided affirmations meditation. It's probably not a good idea to listen to this while driving or operating machinery. Instead, take a break from whatever you're doing, get comfortable, take a deep breath and enjoy. I am optimistic about 
Did you know that you can use your sexual energy to manifest the life of your dreams? It's called sex magic. I've been practicing sex magic for almost five years and it's changed my life. If you're interested in one-to-one -one magic mentoring with me, visit my website, venusohara.org to find out more. To find out more about me and my orgasmic lifestyle, visit venusohara.org or follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash venusohara. Make sure to search for the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara in Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening. Have an orgasmic week and make sure every day is a climax.